welcome to Hairstylist Rising podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I am super excited about my guest today. So joining us is Hunter Donia, salon suite owner, industry educator, and creator of what are probably the best story highlights I have ever seen in my life. Hunter is joining us from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we are going to be talking today about creating a flawless guest experience. Welcome to the show, Hunter. Hey, Jody! Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate your comment about my story highlights. I'm very proud of them. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate it. And seriously, the stuff that you got going on, this podcast, the the marketing education that you're giving to hairstyles out here is fantastic and very much well needed. So it's an honor to be on the podcast today. I cannot wait to get into it with you. As a total marketing nerd, I have to say, when I looked over your Instagram profile, I was like, we have to have you on the show. So if anyone is wanting to see an example of how to really do highlights right, then I highly recommend that you go and check out Hunter's Instagram page. So what is the, what is the handle people can find you at? It's at hair by hunty h-u-n-t-y i would love to connect with y'all on there so hit me up in the dms tell me tell me that you you heard of me on jody's podcast i would love to speak (laughs) and we will um include this again at the end so i am super excited to hear a little bit about your journey before we get into the good stuff the lesson and we're gonna kind of almost give some really great tidbits about how you can implement a really beautiful guest experience because I think a lot of the time we think okay I have coffee is that kind of it is that the guest experience (laughs) (laughs) and you know and I know that it goes a lot deeper than that but first can I get you to (laughs) just tell us a little bit about your journey what how did you get into the beauty industry how did you get to where you are now I'd love to hear your story Yeah, totally. So just as like a little reintroduction, even though you already gave me a beautiful one. So hello, my name is Hunter Donia. I help hairstylists create beautiful guest experiences that helps them scale their businesses. And so I started in the beauty industry when I was 16 years old. I had come out of the closet when I was like in 13 as as a gay little boy. And I was kind of like coming into my own and starting to express myself. And I would start to like, I got into like my mom's makeup bag and started to wear makeup. And I started to like dye my hair with splat from Walmart and like like bleach my hair with like box dye and stuff. And I started to really start, you know, experiment with using myself as a canvas and leaning into beauty to do so. And, you know, to validate how I felt on the inside, on the outside as well, too. And, you know, because of like coming out and because of being like more creative and like more flamboyant with the way that I express myself physically, it was a little bit hard for me to like fit in school, of course. So I dealt with like a little bit of bullying and I felt and I dealt with like a little bit of like finding a hard time 
to find a place that I really felt like I fit in and I was accepted and celebrated. And once I heard that there was a cosmetology vocational program in my high school, I was just like, hmm, well, I really like doing this. So why don't I just like go ahead and give it a shot? And I actually started when I was 15 was when I enrolled the junior year of my high or I'm sorry, the sophomore year of my high school. Mm-hmm. And I it was the first place that I felt like I belonged and I was like fully celebrated for who I was. And like, I felt like I found my people. So I got a job in a salon as an assistant when I was 16 as well. And I was with that salon for five years. I graduated high school with my cosmetology license and yeah, I've been a hairdresser ever since. And I, I, I absolutely 100% love this industry so much. And I love teaching hairstylists so much how to level up their business and make the most out of this career because I know what it's done for me. Like I, I am so appreciative of what it's done for me. And I hate to see, like, I don't know if you've ever been in these like Facebook groups before Jody of like a hundred thousand hairdressers and it's like a free Facebook group. Like the amount of time, like at least once per day, you see a hairstylist saying, I wish I chose another career. I wish I chose a career with health benefits or that I got paid more or that wasn't so physically taxing. Mm-hmm. And it and it really upsets me because I, like I said, I know what this industry has done for me. I know how celebrated and fun and passionate and beautiful it has been for me and so many others. And I truly believe it's obviously because the, of the lack of education and the lack of the standard that we hold ourselves to as hairdressers yeah. that we end up being in those spaces or hairdressers end up feeling like they need to choose a different career. So I decided to get into education after I've gotten my own suite open up and I and I did really, really well and I implemented some great business skills and it's been going great so far. So I that's the tea. That. See, and that's so amazing that your entry into the industry was about finding a way to express yourself. And after experiencing the power it can have, that that is what led you to get into this industry. I think that's such a beautiful story. Um and then also to comment on your on your second point, I do see I see this all the time. And I think that I'm sure you can attest to this that up until quite recently, so I've been in the industry for I got licensed 15 years ago. I also started in high school. Business education, relatively new frontier. Like maybe it was available for, you know, bigger salon owners and all that kind of stuff if you looked a little harder. But I love that there's such a focus on teaching stylists now how to harness those business skills and those marketing skills to really make the most out of this industry because I fully believe the potential is limitless. And with amazing educators like yourself, I love your niche. I love the way that you speak about the industry. So I'm so excited to hear some of your guidance and wisdom that's going to help stylists really up level their business and their client retention and guest experience. So I would love to hear a little bit about what, first of all, how you realized that there was a gap in the guest experience and then what you did to kind of up-level that for your own clients. Oh my gosh, such a good question. So I, 
I always, so I have only worked in two team-based salons and they were both commissioned. Actually, booth rental is illegal in Pennsylvania. So I, so I've only been in commission salons and then I got into my suite. And in those commission salons, they were actually pretty great and focused around the guest experience. My first one, maybe not as much. And my second one, definitely for sure. So I kind of like came up with like a pretty okay upbringing when it came to like business skills and how we treated the client and stuff. And so we always did a scalp massage, of course. And we always like tried to focus a little bit on the guest experience and being unique and stuff. And... uh, I, when I, I don't know, I started to go to other salons and I like get my hair blown out and like get my hair cut at other salons just to like see. I was like literally just having fun. <laughs> I do that and, too. Like, Dude, isn't that, isn't yes, that like the I've best? I've done that forever. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, I was shook, Jody. Like I'm still shook. Like I, 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 I'm still shook. I could not believe how many times I did not get a scalp massage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was actually baffled like because that was like the standard at the salons that I like grew up through. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to set yourself apart from every other salon in this area? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to set yourself apart from every stylist in this area who is like, doing a damn scalp massage and has a really killer market marketing game and does really beautiful work. Like how are you going to set yourself apart? Right. What, how are you going to create the, the perceived value of your service? How are you going to make the value of that service seem like it's, it should cost way more than it does. Right. Like you want to make your service like absolutely ridiculous ridiculous for your client to not pay it for you know so like when somebody's like not even doing a scalp massage right (laughs) I just feel as if that is not the tea now and the other the one thing I will say though you know every single human being's perception of what is worth it to them and what's not worth it to them is completely different. So mm-hmm. when it comes to things like that, even it's, it depends on your niche, right? So I mean, like, you, I think that I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that I've seen this in like premium priced hairstylists. You know, you see this more in like great clips and hair cuttery or any like chain in and out salon. Yeah. Your niche could maybe be like in and out hair, right? Like some people really will pay a lot of money for like getting their hair done and getting in and out. They don't want all the fluff. They just want their hair to look great and to trust somebody and et cetera, et cetera. So in cases like that, then like, great, like, don't do the scalp massage if they really don't want it. But like how but then you need to like, be really freaking fast. (laughs) Then you need to like, base your whole brand, your whole marketing and your whole experience about a fast, quick, easy solutions for busy people, right? So it so it's all about like, what your niche is, how you can do things differently and consistently specifically around your target market. So I went a little bit left on that as I do because I have ADHD, but I could keep going. So stop me and let's take a pause. You know what? I think too that like like what your your point about how you know it is so dependent on your niche is so good because 
that's, that's half of the battle. It's like when you're marketing, you're communicating what it is that you provide. So if you're marketing a luxury experience and people are coming to you because that is what you, you stand for, then it's really important to back that up in your service. Oh my God. Yes. 100%. Your marketing, your whole entire brand, like every single piece of your business, it is a puzzle and each of those puzzle pieces have to fit together. Like it all has to like collaboratively completely fit together because if it doesn't, then you're going to have like miscommunications and you're going to have mixed messages. And when somebody comes to experience something that you may have marketed, that isn't actually the truth or you do deliver on that first time experience, but then you don't give the same experience the second time or the third time. That's when you run into an issue. I honestly think that that is really, really common. And, you know, we've talked about consultations and things like that before on the show. And that's something that, you know, whether it's the consultation, whether it's the guest experience, your existing clients should be getting the same service level that your new clients are getting. And I believe that if that falls off, that's why our retention drops off. And that's why people look for new stylists. Either they don't think they can get something new or they don't feel like they're getting the same service that they once got. Oh my gosh, yes, 100%. Well, I mean, you know what we forget? We forget that Sally that we absolutely love, who we've been doing for five years, we forget that Sally's paying us money. Yes. Like, we forget that Sally is, like, expecting something in return for the amount of money that she's spending with us. And she, like I said earlier, she has a perceived value around the money that she's spending, Mm -hmm. right? And quite honestly, (laughs) there's a bunch of hairstylists out there now who are getting business education, right? So, and who, who are really stepping their game up ever since COVID. And so, like, if you're not even showing your loyal guests, you know, consistent leveling up and even just consistently from uh, consistency on a baseline, then, you know, the next thing you know, your client's going to go meet a hairstylist at the bar, right? And they're going to start yeah. to talk. I mean, it's happened to you listening to this right now. If you're a hairstylist or a makeup artist, if you're listening to this right now, you've been out at the bar, you've been at a wedding, you've been at a, a social gathering, mm-hmm. and you've met somebody and they've been like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I've been seeing my hairdresser for five years, but I don't know. It's like not not getting this and that and the third like if it's the same thing could happen to myself to any hairstylist mm-hmm. if we don't give that a a very consistent experience that sets us apart absolutely and you know it takes it it doesn't take long to destroy your reputation and the whole like as a marketing strategist I always talk about how, you know, you're building that know, like, and trust factor. So once that client is in your chair and you're taking great care of them, they trust you. And it doesn't take long to destroy that because if someone feels like they're not getting what they, what they used to get or what they're accustomed to, then it can definitely put a damper. And then, you know, Sally's got friends as well. And maybe Sally's friends come to you, or maybe they're going somewhere where they just had an amazing experience and they're talking about it. So you need to always make sure that you're, once you've established that base level, it's consistent. So here's what I want to ask you. I'd love for you to give my listeners some, some tips on what a great 
guest experience looks like and maybe just a couple hints on how they can up-level their guest experience behind the chair. 100%. I love this question. So first things first, I'll give you all some essentials. So first things first is we need to understand that the so the way that I like to teach guest experience, and I feel like people who specialize in marketing may disagree with me. But so it's just tell me what you think. But I personally like the way that I would like to teach hairstylists about guest experience is that your guest experience starts the moment they find you in your awareness part of your funnel. Like it starts right there and then my hands right now silently yes (laughs) like it's a marketing experience like your 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 what is your marketing experience what is the experience when your client finds you right Mm -hmm. and then what is the booking process what does that look like is it easy for your client is it personalized is it automatic for you so that way you're not spending a bunch of time not getting paid for administrative work when you're not behind the chair right because there's things that you can do to completely automate that system still have control over your books and your online booking and make the client's experience even that much cooler and and then what does your onboarding process look like are you doing things such as like having like a welcoming sequence and and giving your clients information about how to onboard with you and then the day of the appointment like are you giving them a welcome in the morning through text communication or through email or something like that right so like i so like nobody really thinks about this stuff like what is your client experiencing before they actually get into the salon right i love that so the way that i look at it is like i said the guest experience starts when they find you for the first time on wherever they find you then obviously they get to your doorstep and you have the guest experience in the salon, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And then I believe that the guest experience is infinite. I believe it never ends, right? So we have a post-visit experience too. So how are you keeping all of your clients in one space in which you can nurture them specifically, right? So for me personally, I coach to keeping your marketing pieces as a space where you are only speaking to new potential clients for the most part. I would probably say maybe like 80-20. And then I actually coach to having a specific space, I call it a client-only portal, in which you have these people, your existing clients funneled into that, and you nurture them inside of that. And, you know, of course, with post-visit emails Mm -hmm. and gifts and just following up and all of those good things. And so, therefore, it's this cycle and it never ends. And you're in this person's, like, brain all the time. And you are always offering solutions and knowledge. And and I love, as you said, know, like, and trust. You're always establishing yourself as the authority and their personal hair guru. You're sending them home with retail and the skills to be able to do their own hair at home because when they have a shampoo, a leave-in conditioner, and then the actual tools and skills in their brain Mm -hmm. and maybe even a video tutorial that you've recorded for them, then they're literally, you're not going to be able to leave their brain. You're not going to be able to leave their space and you're going to be consistently reminding them that you are the authority and that they need to always come back to you 
for their hair situations. Yeah. I could go on and on. <laughs> so this is like, so that is, that is a very intense, like, like overview, very, very broad overview yeah. of what I teach hairstylists how to create behind the chair with, as far as their guest experience goes. And I didn't even talk about like when they're actually in the salon. Yeah, we'll get into, I would love to get into that a little bit, but first I just want to comment on what you said, because I think that like, I completely agree. The experience starts well before they step foot in your salon. And also this is the kind of things that command premium prices right? These are the kind of things that make you irreplaceable in the eyes of your dream clients. So once you start up-leveling that experience and you start up-leveling the way that they see you, like you are going to have to worry so much less about if you need to do a price increase or if, you know, because they're not going to care. They're just going to see so much value in what you provide that you're going to be able to easily, if you want to cut out weekends or evenings, or whatever you want to do to grow your business in a more fulfilling way, you're not going to have to worry so much about losing people because when you are creating that irreplaceable next level experience, they're not going to be able to get that anywhere else. Oh my God, yes. And like, that's the whole point is you're creating a experience that is like, absolutely crazy that the like I said a million times the perceived value of it is just astronomical it's a priceless experience somebody will pay anything for it and what that actually also in turn gives you as a hairstylist is not only more money and very fast growth Mm -hmm. very fast growth it also gives you the confidence you said it it gives you the confidence and it and it really eases your fear around implementing and doing that price increase because you know that your guest experience is like no other. If your client decides to go elsewhere because of your price increase, chances are they're not going to get nearly as great as an experience as the one that you're giving, right? So that is actually one of the biggest key factors that I find really is great about having such a premium experience is is that it actually empowers you as the hairstylist to not be afraid of doing those very essential things in your business. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think a lot of what you're speaking about, like, as you know, I'm definitely a very I'm a branding and marketing nerd. And this all ties in so beautifully because it's about like when we're creating a charismatic brand the whole purpose is becoming irreplaceable, right? And all of these things that you're that you're teaching and that you are offering are instrumental in that process. So I love it. All right, I'm gonna ask you to just give us a couple, I know we can't teach like a full on class in 30 minutes, but I would love just a couple examples of what you can do in the salon to increase that guest experience as well. Yeah, 100%. I'll give y'all some little quick tips. So when they're actually in the salon, and I'm going to give like some things that may seem small, but that make all the difference that people don't even think about. So 
Number one, making sure that you have a warm and friendly greeting. So making sure that when the client is actually stepping into your salon, that they are greeted absolutely immediately as soon as possible, Mm -hmm. that you are giving them a really big smile and saying, oh my gosh, hello, it's so great to see you. How are you doing? Do you need to use the restroom before we get started? And et cetera, et cetera. Where a lot of people, especially with Sally, who you've been doing for five to 10 years, you're just like, what's up, Sally? How you doing? And then you like walk her back to the salon, right? Um, Of course, consultation is super important. So in my consultations, I actually like to turn my guests away from the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I like to sit down on a stool and have a direct eye to eye, same level consultation with them. And what I also have is an accountability form for myself. So it's actually a digital form that I've created and that I teach my students how to create. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it holds me accountable to making sure that I'm going through all of the consistent consultation questions that I want to ask every single one of my guests every single time. Every single one of your clients, every single time, I don't care how long you've been seeing them, you should be giving them a consultation. Even the ones who are like, I really don't care, Hunter, like sit down and do (laughs) it because they are going to be, once you stop doing it, they're not going to feel like you're caring as much anymore. And because you did it the first time, right? So it's, right. I mean, even if that person is telling you not to, I think it's still important to do so because I genuinely believe that if you just stop, then they are going to still feel the gap. Mm-hmm. So then, and then, then you may just assume to never do it again. And then maybe your client will want that next time. Right. So I just say better safe than sorry, and just stay consistent and do it with every single guest, every single time period. Yeah. And then just have a really good thorough consultation, speak with them eye to eye. I always ask for permission to touch. I think that's yeah. something that's small, but very powerful and important, even though they're technically signing up to be touched. I think that it's still a really like respectful, comfortable thing to ask somebody. And I think it just makes all the difference. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yes. I let my clients choose their own music. I let them choose the essential oils that we put on their hot towel during their shampoo. They have a plethora of drinks that they can choose from. I have a seasonal beverage. I have a plethora of snacks for the people who are staying with me for more than an hour. They can choose the vibe for the experience that day. So they can choose whether or not we would like to be a little bit more quiet and relaxed or whether we would be want to have a little bit more of an energetic or and fun experience. Most of my clients choose energetic and fun. I feel like that's just like what they expect me for. <laughs> Sometimes I really wish they would choose the quiet one when I've had a long day. But and and, and so yeah, and, and and actually, they're able to choose all of these customizations before they even walk through the door. And so there's another form for that. Wow. Yeah, so it's a lot. And then and then the one that the one that obviously is most important is the shampoo experience, right? So with the shampoo experience, because of being in a suite, I'm able to like make it really good. But I turn on spa music. I I tell my clients to close their eyes because I don't want somebody like staring up at me when I'm (laughs) rubbing their head. Uh, Yes, we've all been there. (laughs) Dude, the worst. And then I give them a hot towel wrap. I put essential oils of their choice on the hot towel. And I give them a nice, long, relaxing scalp massage. So that is just a couple tips. I could keep going on and on. but like I feel like I'm going to come to Pennsylvania to come see your salon. Dude, let's (laughs) go. I would be honored. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that is incredible. So, you know, I think that what I'm getting overall is that every single detail of the experience is crafted to ensure that there's never a gap. There's no, and there's no room for error, it sounds like, because everything is standardized and systemized. Would you agree with that? What? Yes. Systems in your business are absolutely essential, especially when you are yourself and only yourself. You are one human being and you cannot remember all the things you cannot remember. You cannot like create this super extensive, beautiful guest experience just by yourself and remember to do that every single time and make sure that you're sending the email yourself and manually doing this and always making sure that you're asking these types of questions in the consultation. Like, of course, with repetition, you'll probably get really good at it and remember a lot of things. But that's why I create systems. That's why I have standard operating procedures written out and ready to go. So that way, there is a systematized process for me to walk into the salon and follow. So I am super consistent, which with each and every one of my guests. And that's exactly what I teach my students to do, especially like the po- the pre-visit and the post-visit because like I said earlier, you know, we have to put on our marketing hats. We have to put on our like sales hats. We have to like, we are, we are every part of our business. And so there's a lot of work that we have to do when we're not behind the chair that we don't get paid for. Yeah, so absolutely. if you are going to have to do all this work, then you're going to want to make that as scaled down and as automated and as streamlined and as seamless as possible because you deserve to live a life right and like doing all of this stuff can get really overwhelming and thank goodness that we have coaches like Jody who help us with you know curating our social media and making it easier for us <laughs> right but that takes work and it takes time and so therefore you need to make sure that you make that time and you don't get overwhelmed by streamlining all of the little tedious things that you have to do such as communicating with your clients handling new guest requests all of those good things they can be automated we have technology nowadays and and what i teach my students to do also is leverage the hell out of that technology. So that way we can scale our businesses and really reap the benefits of being a hairdresser when we're not behind the chair. Absolutely. And I think too, that like, like you said as well, we are humans, right? So people have bad days, people have days when they're not so inspired. And I think that is the power of automation because you can have all those days and not affect your clients because in the, the reality is that what could be a one-off day for you could be the end of the relationship for a client, right? So if you have all these things that are completely systemized, so you don't have to think about it and you can just go through and you're creating that consistent experience every time, you know, we are in our businesses every day. Our clients are there every three or four months. So if there's a day that's off, they're going to notice that. So you're really safeguarding yourself against just being a human. You're allowing yourself those ebbs and flows and creativity and, you know, quite frankly, motivation because you have safeguarded everything. Yes. And you know what I heard from a stylist that when I was like kind of validating what my course and my teachings were going to be was I just want to be creative. Like I just want to go behind the chair and do some badass hair and and create some really good relationships that I love to do. It's like, 
You know what I think is, I think that there's like three parts, like essential parts to being a hairstylist. And it's number one, you a successful, happy, passionate hairstylist, right? Mm -hmm. Number one is you need to, you need to take care of yourself. Yes. You have to have your personal boundaries. You need to make sure that you're 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 investing in yourself and your family and your friends outside of work. Mm -hmm. Then I believe that you have to then the 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 personal self-care feeds into you being able to run a really great business. So yeah. then you also need to make sure that your business is is really great and you're getting the good the right business education and all of that and then you can actually enjoy the passionate stuff because yeah. the passionate creative artistic stuff the the main part of what we do it doesn't exist without the business stuff yeah. and our beautiful lives where we're taking care of ourselves that doesn't exist without the resources and the benefits that we reap from our business. Yeah. So it's important that we that those feed all into each other and that we have those all of those in place, right? So people would want to like just focus on the hair. And it's like <laughs> I we I really wish that was the reality, especially today, <laughs> friend. But if yeah. you want to live a truly badass, passionate life and reap the benefits of being a hairstylist and just focus on the creativity, you need to make sure that your business and your personal life are in place first, because if not, you will burn out fast. That is beautifully put. Thank you so much, Hunter. I think that is a great place for us to end off today because what else is there to say? I think that really summed it up. That was amazing. So thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. I think that there are some really actionable things that my listeners can go ahead and start thinking about how they're going to implement. And for those of them that want more guidance and want to learn more from you, where can they find you? I know we said at the beginning of the episode, but is there anywhere else? And maybe just repeat your handle. Yeah, so y'all can find me on the Instagram at hair by Hunty, H-U-N-T-Y. And I would absolutely love to connect with you and speak with you further and speak about how we can create a guest experience that scales your business. Thank you again for being here, Hunter. Yes, thank you so much, Jody. I seriously appreciate you so much and all the things that you're doing for the industry. I appreciate you holding space for me on this beautiful podcast today. I had so much fun speaking with you, and I truly hope that we get the chance to do it again. <laughs> me too.